Hey guys, this is Mel. This is Shari. And this is Blackouts and Babies. Yes! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. Hey guys. <laughs> We're having a good time we over here. We are having a good time. Are you? Are you? <laughs> We're just talking about embarrassing shit that we've done. Yeah. Um, Maybe for another day. For no. you guys, but... No, I feel like you need to tell people what you just told me. <laughs> <laughs> you need to share that. What'd it, you do, Shari? It just popped into my head today, just now, and I'm sweating, because I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've talked about it before, I used to be a very religious girl, and then I sent a missionary out. And I promised to wait for him my whole life. And when he left, I changed my voice <laughs> message <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> and I sang a song. <laughs> I, I sang a rendition of Blake Shelton's Austin. <laughs> a rendition. <laughs> You really made it your own. I made it my own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can't remember how it went? I can't remember how it went, but it was basically like just letting anyone know that ever called me <laughs> that I have a boyfriend. Potential employers. <laughs> like, I'm waiting for him to come home. Family members. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know that song, l- like listen to it because <laughs> it's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> I am sweating. Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you being honest with me about that. So if you're ever embarrassed about anything, just think about that for a minute. At least I didn't sing a voicemail of any kind. And it was on there for a year and a half. Oh my gosh. For a long time. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway. My ringtone, or my voicemail thing, no, my ring back tone was... I don't think I ever made, like, a voicemail. Oh. Ever. It was always just, you've reached, ew, 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 you know? Yeah. But my ringback tone when that was a thing was um, that, don't y'all think this out a little bit. Yeah. That's not embarrassing. For a long time, That's too. not embarrassing And I feel like that said who I was mm-hmm. to a potential employers, as well as family members. Yeah. It's like, this is who I am. And it, I mean, it's, that's not embarrassing because that was a great song and it had been a great song for decades. Yeah. And if you don't like it, then you can hang out. It's timeless. Yeah. Yeah. I like that for you. Yeah. Um, so what are you drinking? Mm. Um, uh, poppy, prebiotic, watermelon flavored soda pop. Ooh. Is the watermelon good? I haven't Mm -hmm. had that one. Yeah. Do you want to taste it? Sure. I don't have any mouth sores right now. <laughs> Sorry. Neither do I. <laughs> We're clear this week. It's pretty good. It is good. It so tastes what? like a watermelon chapstick. Yeah. Lip mm-hmm. smackers. Yeah. Without the wax yeah. flavor. But without what, that. What do you got in your cup? So I did a mule, mm. but I put a little um, apple cider in there. Oh. Just a little sprig of it. I should have put more. A little fall, falling yeah. mule. I was like, how do I make this fall? Uh-huh. I'm thinking I want to try a pumpkin mule, but I don't know how I'm going to do it. Like mm. pumpkin syrup. Mm-hmm. 
But There's I don't, a way to do that. Yeah. I have to think on that. Garnish with some pumpkin seeds yeah. floating in your drink. <laughs> Just a couple spiced pumpkin mm-hmm. seeds in there. That ought to do it. A little crunch at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just crunch up a leaf in there. Yeah. And leave it. Exactly. I'm really excited for this episode. It's going to be a shorter one, um, but I guess we'll get into that after we talk about everything. So what's your favorite thing this week? Oh, uh, My favorite thing is, it's not anything that I've done, but it's happening. Oh. Um, so Bryce has had that elk tag. Yeah. And so, and he's been like riding every day. Oh, I've been seeing Gavin's snaps, and they are no. working. Those They're horses. working them. But so he's been he's been out like four or five days, mm-hmm. and he's been taking a different horse every day mm-hmm. and rotating them. So I just I just I don't care who is riding my horses is if they're getting rode, even if it's not me. Mm-hmm. I feel so good about it. It feels so good. It does. And then um, <clears throat> they're doing a cattle working clinic this weekend, so the horses are going on that too. Oh my gosh. And Especially just... going into winter. Yeah. It was so good to have your horses rode. Not mine. Mine have been laid off. Well, they got another day in the hunt, so... Take them. If you want to <laughs> lend them out. Chief would die, but Jack <laughs> totally needs it. Jack needs to pack an elk out. Oh, he would love it. That would be awesome. He'd skippity-doo-dah down the mountain. <laughs> yeah, I saw that they're using <clears> them, and I love that. It makes me feel so good, especially mm-hmm. having horses that can, it's rare to find horses that you can do everything on. Yeah. But every, everything, man. Yeah. Yeah. A jack so. of all trades. Mm-hmm. But I was saying, because the big boys are 17 hands tall, mm-hmm. so I'm like, good luck if you get something. Yeah. You're like, going to have to put it on your shoulder yeah. and pop it up there. Or like, or like sidle them up to a cliff side and lower it down into the pack. Yeah. So, I don't know. Or but. what, like those things that Indians made, like for oh, sick people yeah. off the back. They have to do that with They the just elk. put the elk on it. And <laughs> they couldn't lift it up on them. You'd have to wrap yourself in like a blanket yeah. and ride the horse out too. See, I would go on the sled with the elk just because I'd have to... Yeah. I'd have to just experience hold, it. You just hold it by the antlers yeah. and ride it out. Like, this is so <laughs> uncomfortable. This kind of sucks. <laughs> but I'm doing it. We should do that. We should make a little thing and drag yeah. each other around okay. this winter. We'd go to the cabin. Yeah. Right up the snowy cabin road. That would be fun. That would be fun. Just put the little sticks around the horn and yeah. let her buck. I like it. What's your favorite? Winter projects. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite thing is... Uh, so we tried a spin class at the gym, uh, me and one of our other friends, a few weeks ago, and I almost died. Guys, it hurts your private so bad. Like Not kids anymore. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? So it, it was 20 minutes, and I felt like someone repeatedly kicked me in the crotch. Like, it hurts so, so bad. So I'm like reading this stuff like... And basically, it's like you gotta build up a callus. Mm-hmm. So I don't right, wanna in, wait. In just the place that you want a callus yeah. to be. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing says this is sexy. Like a calloused. What's this? Crotch. Oh, that's just my callus. <laughs> it's just my callus. <laughs> you know how you get that callus on, like on the side of your toe? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like that. <laughs> But, so, 
I wanted to go so bad because you just, if you haven't done spin classes before, mm. like you just sweat your ass off. And you work every part of your body. Everything. It's amazing. And so I'm like, I got to get back in there. So I found these. <laughs> Maybe I have done more embarrassing shit than Shari, but these pants, like for people that ride bikes and it, it's like a padded crotch area. And so I bought them. They were like $20. So I thought, what the hell? Well, it is like having a bike suit <laughs> between your ass. Like, it's like... Do you, have, do you have to, like, waddle in yeah, to the class? Yeah, So I had to, like, tie a sweatshirt around my waist because I'm like, I... But they know. They're like, she either shit her pants or, like, pulled something really bad. Where's the location of the lump? Yeah. Where is it? In the, the back? <laughs> yeah. It's in the back, but it's also, you get a peek around the front as well. Cute. But guess what? I made it 45 minutes this time. <laughs> and it was, like, that shit kicks your ass. Like, I am not a sweater, but, man, I was, like, dripping sweat down you my face. You gotta wear a sweatband. I know. Everyone like came 80s. in with a towel. Mm. I'm gonna bring a towel next time. Yeah. But. You're supposed to wipe down your chair after, right? Yeah. You guys all do that. Yeah. But they have little raggies for that. Mm. Or, like, wipes. But I didn't need to because I was already, I was sitting on top of another seat. Yeah. Well, that soaked it up. It soaked everything <laughs> up. But it was embarrassing, but it's worth it. So if it hurts your privates, just, those pants are out there. They're on Amazon for $20. I guarantee you're not the only person in that class that I was looking. has had them. I was looking at everyone's butts. <laughs> Waiting for her to walk out. Yeah. <laughs> that Stand new girl in the class is a weird. Pervert. Weird. <laughs> it was so embarrassing, but I was just like, you know what? I got to do it because I got to I gotta feel the burn. And was I it did. hard to like pedal? No. Like, like moving your legs like that? No, honestly, when you're sitting on it, it adheres to the other seat. <laughs> It becomes one. Yeah, it wraps around. <laughs> and it's so gross, like, walking in them. But when you're sitting, I think oh. it's a little bit different. But it was, I only made it, I made it the 45 minutes, but started getting a Charlie horse. Yeah. So the pants didn't hold me back at all. They yeah. were a real help. Would it, would it be something you could wear, uh, like, riding horses? Um, if you're one whose butt gets sore. Well, I was telling you, you should wear them. After you have the baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it would help because it's like there's a little notch hmm. out for your tailbone. Hmm. So it's almost like there's no pressure on your tailbone at all. I think that's hmm. what saved me, too. Because when you're on those bike seats, man, oh, ay. Yeah, I know they're like made out of two by fours. Or yeah, something. everything's crunching. Mm -hmm. But I did a spin class when I was like in my 20s, and I do not remember it hurting that bad. So does your body change? Yeah. Well, I told you I rode bikes with my son for like 10 minutes the other day. Yeah. And then the next day we went for another bike ride and I felt like my pelvis had been like separated. Yeah. From that seat. It's not right. It ain't right. We're old and crickety. Yeah, you'd think they'd come up with something a little better by now. But anyway, that's my favorite thing. What's your, um, what's your favorite, or bitch? Um, I don't really have a bitch right now. Just other that I'm, like, uncomfortable physically. Yeah, you were saying. Not yeah. emotionally. Yeah. You're but uncomfortable right now? 
I'm uncomfortable after telling that story, but <laughs> I'm physically uncomfortable. Yeah. All the time. You were saying nice it's totally different this time with her. <clears throat> yeah, my first pregnancy was fine. I didn't get uncomfortable till like the last two months, maybe. Mm-hmm. But fuck no. But I am four years older now. Yeah. Bordering a geriatric pregnancy, so. Yeah, you're in the elderly community at this point. I might crack a hip when yeah. I'm pushing her out. Yeah, but, you, you gotta know. be careful. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's like sitting higher in my body too mm-hmm. so it feels like it feels like I'm pregnant from like under my boobs out and down yeah instead of like having a little bit of a rib cage yeah left and with rip I was like super low the whole time mm-hmm. so just makes everything hard to do but well she better be cute well she's, she's gonna have full head of hair I had a dream she had a <laughs> too much hair too much hair very cute haircut day of life number two yeah mm-hmm Okay, so my bitch is... I'm going to talk about dogs for two seconds, guys. I've been seeing so many people because the pounds are full Ugh. right now. So people are posting it on, like, Facebook and shit to get rid of their dogs. Or, like, the community pages. And I have been seeing so many doodles. Really? Tons of doodles. Huh. Tons of doodles at the pound. On community pages, all these people getting rid of, like, doodle mixes mm-hmm. of some kind. So I just wanted to tell you, if you didn't know, um, poodles are extremely smart dogs. They need a shitload of exercise and, like, stimulation, just like any other hunting dog, anything like that. Mm-hmm. That's really what they're made for, is hunting. I know it's crazy. But they need stimulation and, like, exercise and shit. So there's all these people out here crossing... Like, crossbreeding doodles. Like, for instance, my sister has a Bernadoodle, a Bernese Mountain Dog, known for being lazy, known for being a big old teddy bear. But the the doodle takes over, and that dog has so much energy. Mm -hmm. So, don't be a dumbass. I'm going to say it again. Anytime I'm talking about shit with dogs. Well, everyone just wants the curly hair that doesn't shed. Exactly. That's all they give a fuck about. And it's like, they think, oh, I, I... I bred it with this dog that's supposed to be mellow. Well, that doesn't mean it's going to be mellow. And they are smart, and they will use the smarts for evil. Yeah. Just like any other smart dog. That's like that's like so. crossing like a, like a draft horse with a thoroughbred. And expecting it to be a draft horse. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's not. That thoroughbred's coming through. Yeah. It's going to be a giant <laughs> thoroughbred. <laughs> yeah. A big bone thoroughbred. A big, terrifying thoroughbred (laughs) that scares me Mm -hmm. um but i just wanted to tell people that because there's a lot of people that think that that's the way to go because they're they don't shed or they're hypoallergenic or whatever but people are giving them away and they're Mm -hmm. ending up at pounds because people can't handle them so because someone decided to do some frankenstein shit and create something new yep and couldn't handle it just research your breed. That's that's my bitch for the day because it makes me yeah. so freaking sad mm-hmm. that these, like, dogs that are good dogs but ending up at the pound because people don't know how to handle them. Mm-hmm. And people are... People that need lazy dogs because they're lazy mm-hmm. get these dogs that need attention. <laughs> yeah, and, like, some sort of stimulation. Like, yeah. they, they need to use their brain. 
I don't know if you guys can hear it, but <laughs> Beans is in the back. The best dog you've ever seen in your life. If you want to crossbreed something, crossbreed that. Get a bean. <laughs> Actually, don't, because I don't know why Stella is a good dog. Stella is half miniature pincher, half dachshund. Nothing about that says be the best dog in the world. I've heard min pins are. I know, but they're loud. Mm. And, like, jumpy and all that shit. Beans is none of those things. She's silent. silent except for killer. when she's sleeping. <laughs> she can't help it. She doesn't have her CPAP machine on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah. So, I just, I have to bring that up because it makes me sad. Um, yeah. It is sad. So, this episode. Shari hasn't even heard them yet. I haven't. I'm excited. <laughs> And I, my mom's story scared the shit out of me. Annie's story scares me. So we're going to play my mom's story first, then Annie's. And in the last episode, I gave Jamie shit, told her to be, don't be a wuss. Um, Jamie, you can turn it off now. Yeah. Because it scared the shit out of me. Don't listen to this one. Don't listen to it. (laughs) But, um, so I know we're late to the game for the season, but... We had to have a spooky episode. Yeah, there's still some lingering Halloween feelings right now anyways, right? Right. So. Right. Except for all you freaks that put up your Christmas already. I know. I'm fighting it, though. I'm not going to lie. Freak. I'm fighting it. Wait till December, for fuck's sake. Yeah. God damn it. I know. I usually wait till the day after Thanksgiving. That's fine. But. I'll allow it. But I'm, I'm just excited. Yeah. But I'll keep it together. Um. Was there anything? Oh, my mom mentioned something called a steely, and what that and and in the story it's not really clear what that means. So a steely is like a metal ball, like um, like a metal uh, marble or something. Just so you know. Hmm. So she she mentions that in the story, um, and I had to kind of cut this cut it, which was super weird too because I kept having audio issues the mm-hmm. whole time I was trying to record her. I didn't think about that when you said that there was audio issues. Yeah. That it might have been. It was a little weird. Um, Spirits. But yeah, and then Annie's story, super creeping. And thank you guys both for sitting through it with me. And uh, I hope it scares the shit out of you guys. So let us know if you have a spooky story. I am always down to throw in a spooky episode. Doesn't have to be Halloween. No. Any time of year. Scares the shit out of us. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) I kind of care. <laughs> oh, just not when you're going to be home alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, we love you guys. Love ya. Bye. My name is Jennifer Porter, and I am Mallory's mom, and Shari's second mom, kind of. <laughs> and this is my spooky story. When I was first married to Mallory's dad... Uh, We lived in a tiny little mobile home in a tiny little town, and I thought it was so dang cute. I I loved it. It was super tiny, but within a couple of weeks, we moved to another one farther away from everybody, and I loved that one too. It was a little bit bigger, and it had so much retro stuff that would be cool now. And off of the kitchen, there was a bedroom. And from the front door, if you went left, you went down a little hall. And there was a bathroom and a bedroom. 
they also did some renovations and little add-ons uh, to it that made it even more interesting. Off the kitchen, they made a little mudroom. There was no back door to the place. <laughs> there was just the front door. And um, down the hall, they had cut open a doorway and had put an old camp trailer <laughs> up against it. And then they had actually... Um, nailed it shut and we weren't supposed to look in there but of course we did because we were like that and I'm not sure if they used it for a bedroom or just storage or what but it was just this tiny camp trailer up against the mobile home but it had like I said the dark paneling and shag carpet and linoleum I mean this was 1984 so even then they were kind of getting away from that kind of stuff, but I just thought it was really great. Had Formica countertops. Anyway, lots of scary little feelings there. There was, The vibe there was just, just kind of um, a little different. You didn't like being there alone, and usually we would have music going and that. But uh, for the first, I believe, year that we lived there, Jeff worked nights, so I didn't stay there by myself. I don't think I ever spent the night there by myself. Um, but it, it was just a really strange feeling place. And one night we were sleeping and I woke up and it was about three o'clock in the morning. So we all know what three around three o'clock means. But I woke up and our bed faced the doorway and I believe we had a water bed. 1984 people <laughs> and it faced the doorway and I woke up and I just had this feeling like my heart was pounding and just that feeling like you hear, heard something before you wake up or you just had this feeling and as I looked towards the door it looked like from that little storage area somebody was leaning over and looking into our bedroom and it looked <laughs> and the thing is, is I couldn't see a face, but they had big, I could tell it was a male person, and uh, they had a big bushy hair, so still kind of that 80s, big Afro-ish kind of hair, and they were holding something in their hand, like a gunny sack or a bag, and leaning over, looking into the room. And at this time that I'm seeing this person, I'm pretty frozen with fear like my heart's pounding and and I um, w was really scared out there we were in the country so you'd hear animals like cows and horses and a dog bark once in a while we weren't super super close to anybody but you still heard those out in the fields and at that time I don't remember hearing anything just a complete silence yeah spooky and even in that, that motor, mobile home was so old that it didn't really settle either. It didn't make a lot of noise that way either. But every once in a while you'd hear a pop or, or that if the press, air pressure and that would do it. So after a minute, I closed my eyes, and it probably wasn't a minute of seeing this person leaning in there, kind of closed my eyes or I shifted or something and kind of came out of it, and I woke Jeff up, and I said somebody's in the house and woke him up and he sat up and I I was just terrified and he sat up and he grabbed his pistol which we all kept pistols by our bed <laughs> back in 
back in the day. We don't anymore. <laughs> We've grown. You don't. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he got up and he walked towards the door um, with his gun and he flipped on the light and he kind of started into the kitchen and just as he went into the kitchen, I could still see him. By the way, he was butt naked. <laughs> <Why? laughs> I know. <laughs> he was wearing his pistol. <laughs> and he, just as he went into the kitchen, he kind of like stiffened a little bit. Like his body language was, was that. And then he walked through in the linoleum floor. And it just kind of made this zzz sound. And that's what I heard. And I heard his feet kind of double step, like him moving. And then it made that sound again. Zzz, and then he moved again with his feet. And I heard him moving chairs and kind of, and hearing that sound um, again and again throughout the uh, mobile home. So he's walking. I heard him walk from the kitchen and I heard that sound. Zzz. When I heard it in the, I thought maybe he kicked a steely on the floor, which I wouldn't, I don't know why we would have had one, but that's, I thought that's why he moved his feet. And then he, all the way down, I could hear him walking through the living room and I could hear that sound and him kind of double stepping. And he, I don't know if he made it all the way to the other bedroom, but he turned around at some point and came back and I heard him um, I heard that sound and then I heard kind of like a creak or like somebody had leaned up against a wall or a door just kind of that wood creak and him kind of take a deep breath or or uh, almost like an intake of breath like or something like that and then he kind of hurried back to the bedroom he had gone all through the house and would, had flipped on all the lights um, he didn't turn any of them off when he came back. Come back to the bedroom, and I heard him say something like, he's gone or it's gone. And so I'm still supporting him from the bedroom with the <laughs> covers up around my chin. And I said, what, what? And, and he said, nothing, nothing, everything's fine. And he was white as a ghost, and he was shaky. And he got back into bed, and he, he was sitting up, and he had the gun in his lap. And I kept trying to ask him questions, and he finally got upset with me and said, everything was fine, you know, go back to sleep. Well, of course, I, I wasn't going to, but I pulled the covers over my head and laid there too. And in the morning, um, I know I might have fallen asleep a little bit, but I'm sure he didn't. And in the morning, we're getting up and going, and I'm sitting out in the living room and sitting on the floor, and I'm putting my makeup on, and that, and I look to the front door. Now, our front door never closed. It was warped, and so you could close it a little bit sometimes, and if the weather was rainy or super dry, it could, sometimes you could really, like, slam it and maybe get it closed. I'm not even sure we had a key. <laughs> to the door we had nothing who's gonna steal our stuff you know but and and our friends would just come and sometimes they'd be there when before we got home from things and we just never closed or locked our door 
And I, as I was sitting on the floor, I looked up and the door was closed. And I said, oh, you got the door to close all the way. And Jeff came into the room and he's looking at the door. Well, he got all upset again. Like he just got this yucky look on his face. And as I'm looking at the door, I see these three round circles on the door that looked like burn marks. And they were the size, couple inches around. And they weren't like really burned in there. It was like dark spots, like old burn marks. And I said, you burn the door. And I was thinking, oh, our landlord's going to kill us. Mm -hmm. But we got the door closed. Well, after that, um, he said, well, then I need to tell you something on why that's like that. And if I, uh, this is what had happened the night before, that when he got up, he said that the broom off the kitchen, was there was popping and cracking when he walked in to the doorway. And he looked over in the doorway, and in that room, a ball of light come out of that room and, and just scooted across the floor, and that's what made that sound. And he said he spun around with pointing his gun at it. <laughs> I don't know what he was going to shoot, yeah. but a hole in the floor probably. And then it turned and did the same thing, and that it kind of pinged back and forth in front of him all the way down to the other side, I know, to the other side of the mobile home. And then it got past him, went through his legs, and he spun around at the towards the end of the mobile home. And it did that, went across the room a couple of times, and then it went out the door. And I can't remember for sure if he said that it split into three, and that's why there were three burn marks, or if it just went out there and that's what he saw. But it was, it. after that, it kind of settled down in there, like the icky feelings when you were alone in there kind of settled down for a while. Um, but that was by far the most frightening thing. Okay, let me ask you a question first. Okay. I don't know if you'll be able to hear me the way the mic's set up, but what do you think that was? Um, I, I, I think because, I think that some crazy things had happened in that mobile home. I think that um, other people that had rented there, we'd heard stories later on on some things that they had done there and had happened there but they felt like also that some crazy things had happened and and it just kind of opened it up for maybe something malevolent you know the people coming in there and that I I just think there was something had happened there and because we were pretty innocent we do anything super crazy no (laughs) and we didn't do you know any rituals or anything (laughs) maybe lit a candle once in a while but um but other than that you know I think it was just something that that a presence and and was messing with us and that that being was looking had something and was testing us to see what we would do, but. My name is Annie, and this is my scary story. So in 2010, uh, me and Levi had just gotten married and we moved to Idaho so that he could start a new job working at a feedlot for replacement dairy cows. So we had moved up there in September of 2010, right after we got married. And uh, we had moved into this house in, 
Declo, Idaho, but the locals call it Raft River. So if you know where that is. So it's literally in the middle of nowhere. So right when you cross the border of Utah into Idaho, it's all just farmland. And we were like smack dab in the middle. So the owner of the feedlot had bought all of the farms in the area before he'd put his feedlot. And so when we moved there, he provided housing. And so our house was... It was one of three, and that's uncommon there. So usually the houses are by themselves, but where we were at, there's three houses right there. And ours was in the middle, and there's trees all around it. Um, But anyway, so we had moved into the house, and um, I had gotten a puppy a couple months before, uh, Mason. He was a corgi. So he was five months old when we moved into the house. And when we first moved in, it wasn't too bad. Like, nothing was happening and stuff. But then I started noticing that Mason would get very protective and would go stand in the kitchen and start growling towards the back door. Like mean growl, not curious. Like he could see something we couldn't see. And he was a very calm dog, but he would get very mad. And it was usually at night around eight o'clock, he would get really mad and he'd just stand in the kitchen and just start growling at something that wasn't there. And so I'm like, well, he's a puppy, you know, just kind of brushed it off, whatever, went about my day. So where we lived, like I said, was in the middle of nowhere. So I was home all the time. I obviously, uh, the closest town was about an hour away. So I couldn't just like go to town whenever. So I'd stay at the house a lot while Levi worked 14 hours a day. And the first thing I kind of noticed is I'd be sitting there on the couch and then all the faucets in the house, so in the bathroom and the kitchen would turn on at the exact same time. Oh, And nope. just, just blare water. So I'd have to go turn them off. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Maybe it's just really high pressure in the house um and it would just happen randomly like and it would happen when it was cold it would happen when it was warm like it wasn't like a consistent thing they would just turn on no no (laughs) and so I try not to tell Levi because he doesn't like those things and so I just kind of kept that stuff to myself except there was one day I was sitting in the living room so when you walked into the house from the front door it opened into a living room and then there was three bedrooms right off the living room And then the kitchen was to the left. So the couch was facing the front door. And so right by the front door, we had a table sitting there and we had a lamp that Levi had made out of like ropes. And um, it didn't have, on the shade, it didn't have the screw that held the top on. So it just was, the shade was just sitting on the lamp. And it was the middle of the day and me and Mason are sitting there. And the shade of the lamp swung so hard that it almost knocked the lamp off of the off of the table it was on and we both just looked at each other like did that just happen like seriously so me and this dog are staring at each other like did you just see that (laughs) 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 yep and so that one I finally was like okay I gotta tell Levi I'm like okay Levi this happened like I'm trying not to scare you but this happened and then so obviously since we lived in Idaho we would come down to Utah uh every Every couple of weeks, we would come down. So when it started getting cold, we noticed that our furnace quit working. Like just ran, we thought randomly, but then we realized that our furnace would turn off anytime we left to go to Utah. Only Utah. We would go get groceries in Burley, and we would be gone for four or five hours, and it would be fine. But the second we left into Utah and came back, our furnace had turned itself off. So then I started thinking more about it. And then um, there was a couple times that I woke up in the middle of the night. And in our room, we didn't have curtains because it was pretty much in the middle of nowhere and there was nothing behind us. And so we didn't have curtains in our bedroom. So I'd wake up 
in the middle of the night and look into the corner of our room where there was kind of a window and there was this dark thing that would just be standing in the corner. And you couldn't see a face or nothing like that. It was just a dark shadow, but it just felt like somebody was just sitting there watching you sleep. And then I think probably the worst experience. So all that other stuff would happen other than the lampshade only happened once, but every all the other stuff would happen pretty regularly. But the scariest was I had gone to Levi's cousin who also lived up there. I was at their house all day long and I was coming home and it was like eight o'clock at night and it's the middle of winter right before Christmas. And I get a call from Levi and he's like, where are you? And I said, well, I'm driving home. I'll be there in a minute. And he's like, get home like now. And so I hurried home, I got home and I find him sitting on the couch and I'm like, what happened? And he said, I was sitting on the couch watching TV and the door unlocked itself and opened. No, goodbye. And he said, uh, I grabbed this blanket and I put it over my head and I called you and I waited till you got here. <laughs> <laughs> I went, that's freaky. Like, that's a lot. Like, now we're getting to the point where it's getting a little bit more intense and more often. So um, another house became available. And so the second we heard that, we're like, we're gone. We're moving out. And one of Levi's coworkers was moving into the house and he's like, hey, dude, heads up. Like, stuff happens in the house. And he just kind of laughed. I'm like, okay, whatever, didn't believe. And then it was only two weeks later that he came to Levi. And he's like, everything you said happens in that house. Oh, shit. And so, yeah, the second we moved out of the house, nothing else happened. The other house was great. And we never had a feeling, like, nothing was going on. And it was just crazy. That's insane. <laughs> All right, so I got another one, too. So when I was younger, um, my very best friend lived about a mile away from me. And she would always tell me that um, she would always feel like there was a spirit of a little boy and a little girl that was at her house, and specifically in her room. And I kind of was always like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. Um, and she came and had a sleepover one time at my house, and we had gone to bed. And I remember what I thought was a dream of seeing the little boy that she was telling me about that would stay in her room was standing in the doorway of my room at my house. And so the next morning I woke up and like, yeah, I had a really weird dream about the little boy that stays in your house standing in a doorway. He's like, mm. and she says, no, he was there. I seen him too. He followed me here. And so after that, I was like, holy cow. Yep. And then another experience we had with her is uh, we were walking by her bedroom because she would never sleep in there because she was so scared because she said that they would sit there and play with her toys. And she's like, I will never sleep in my room. So she'd always sleep in her sister's room. And we were, her sister's room and her room were across the hall from each other. And we were walking out of her sister's room and we were standing in the hallway talking. And you could just start hearing stuff falling off of her walls in her room. Like being thrown across the room. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's insane. Yep. <laughs> okay. We got it. Good.